Hello, and welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Today Sweet, and this is episode 68. Today, I have a kind of a different kind of episode. I guess it's kind of reminiscent of the earlier episodes when we were going through all of that stuff with Maddie and my shop having to close and everything in my Monday mundane life kind of took a giant shit <laughs> last year. So this is going to be kind of like that. I'm sitting here. It's Sunday morning, um, the 3rd of May. I'm drinking my coffee and there's no one in my home. Um, Brad is at work, um, but my daughter, she left. She has decided that she doesn't want me in her life right now. She says that she can't live in the same home as me. She's 17, going to be 18 in just a you know couple weeks. She has a boyfriend two hours away, and his family, I believe, has manipulated her. They're very rich, like Richie Rich, like fucking Scrooge McDuck rich. <laughs> and I know that's part of it. We don't, we're not rich. We've never had like that kind of lifestyle. I've always given her anything she could possibly need or want. And I know that's probably not a good parenting skill, but. I was just about to put this episode out and I thought I would put this as a, um, please, a plea, a request. Please don't contact my daughter, um, about this. I know that some of you are going to want to like call her or text her or find her on social media and talk to her about this, but please do not. It will really make things a lot worse for all of us. I appreciate the concern and the need or want to help, but please leave her alone. Um, if you find out who those people are, also leave them alone. Truly, they are like Richie Rich, Scrooge McDuck type rich and known for suing and I really don't want to get into that mess with them um so please just let it be (laughs) I appreciate your concern but truly it will make things a gazillion times worse um if I have people from the podcast contacting her um and trying to uh fix things or talk to her about this please 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 I am begging from the bottom of my heart I I really would like you not to do that um I do this podcast and I tell you guys all kinds of things about my life that are very personal and it's hard for me sometimes to do that and So far, the podcast has been a great outlet for me. It's been safe for my family, and I'd like to keep it that way. (laughs) Um, So, again, just if you feel like doing something, light a candle, send us some love. Um, But other than that, (laughs) um, yeah, that's it. So, anyway, I just wanted to put that out there before... I put this out into the world. (laughs) Thank you. Anyway, um, I noticed that she was different a couple months ago when she went on like a family trip with them. And 
she came back a little off, I guess. Um, really uppity, looked down her nose at me and my husband and our life. And I assumed it was because of, you know, all of the fancy shit she got to do. They have this giant cabin and I don't know. I was like, well, she's just, it's just some of that lifestyle kind of carrying over and she has to come to our home and it's, you know, 1200 square feet and very modest and maybe that's just, you know, anyway, things have been getting worse for a couple months. Um, they're very religious, like culty religious, it seems like, um, but long story short, she's not here. She moved. Um, her biological father and I talked about it and to make her stay for a couple weeks and me have to go through what she was putting me through isn't fair for anybody. Um, he never has been really involved in her life since she was like a year and a half. Um, he pops in now and then, but I had to let him know because legally, if she's not going to be in my physical custody anymore... I have to let him know. Um, and we came to an agreement that if she hates me that much, I should just let her go. She's old enough to learn her own lessons and rather than fight her every day and walk on eggshells, it's it's better to let her go. And by that, I mean his parents, without asking us, offered to house her and employ her without even consulting with us. So I'm a little salty and I have not talked to this, these parents like much at all because I'm so angry. I know that whatever I have to say is going to be very volatile and it wouldn't be productive at all. So I have just been, I don't know, this happened three or four days ago and she left on Saturday, Friday, she left on Friday. Um, she accused me some horrible, horrible things. She basically took my heart and threw it away. I love her more than anything I could possibly, like, I can't express. I mean, if you're a parent or if you just love someone, you understand that you can't make words to, to really encompass how how much or how deeply or all-encompassing that you you feel or it's just not going to happen like I'm I tried to explain to her how much I love her even though she did that to me um but it didn't matter she just said let her go so that's what we did it may have not been the perfect parenting I don't know method <laughs> but I don't know what to do I'm sure there are others that have went through the same thing. I'm sure I was a complete 
asshole basket case when I was 17. I'm sure I was. I know that I was going through some things with my mom. That's why we don't talk anymore. But the difference between what happened to me and what happened to her is that she is literally fabricating things. And I think that she believes these things that she has fabricated and I don't know how to fix it. I don't know how to fix our relationship. And this is really hard for me to tell the world because the one thing in the world that I thought I was doing okay, not perfect, probably not correctly, but the one thing I thought I was doing okay was raising her. I, my, my status as a mom, my label as a mom was the one thing that never changed. And I realized that she was going to graduate and move away this summer, you know, and that was hard enough the way it is. But she literally was visiting her boyfriend at their place and came back here, walked in the door and said, hey, I'm going to move in with these people. They offered me a job because I lost mine due to COVID and I'll be leaving on Monday or Tuesday. They can mail, she literally said she was, they can just mail me my diploma. She didn't ask. She didn't take my feelings into consideration. Um, it was pretty cold the way she asked or she stated what she was doing. It was very, I don't know, disconnected. I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel about any of this. I cried for 48 hours straight. I literally felt, physically felt my heart just fucking breaking. I haven't went into her room. I hadn't went into her room yet and this morning I did because I know she has plants in there and they needed watered and I broke down and just laid on the floor and I cried because I don't, I don't know how to act. I don't know if she wants me to text her. I don't know if she wants me to check up on her. I am. But I don't know if that's making things worse. My dogs just chased my cat. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do or what the protocol is. Um, usually I have a plan. I'm a planner. I love plans. And I have sat and spun my mind out of control trying to figure out a plan. Trying to figure out how I can be better for her to help move through this for her um to figure out why she said the things that she said about me and her childhood um I don't know what to do with the things that she said I don't know how to process them I don't know how to does she want me to fix something um she won't really communicate with me other than a yes or no or okay in text messages. (laughs) So I don't know how to fix it. Um, I did contact a a therapist for her. Um, Hopefully they'll go back to me tomorrow and I can set up some appointments because we did agree. That was the one thing I said, I don't, I will let you go. I can, I can force her to stay because technically she's a minor for like two weeks or whatever. Um, but I said, I will let you go, but you have to see a therapist every week for a while. So 
she agreed. So we do have that. Um, I picked a therapist that was not in the town that she moved to so that she has to get or has the chance to drive about a half an hour and go see her therapist. And the reason I did this is because I know that moving into a whole new family, a whole new place is going to be overwhelming to her. She's an only child and these people have like four or five kids. And I know she's going to need some peace and quiet. And I thought driving in a half hour to a therapy appointment once a week um, would be beneficial to her. I set myself up. Um, I actually go through the veterans, uh, the VA for help, my health care, and they have been fantastic. I called the day that Maddie left, and which would have been Friday, and they set me up with uh, a modification in my dosages of depression and anxiety meds, um, and then they set me up for. Uh, telehealth therapy session next week. So I think that's on Thursday that I get to meet with my therapist for the first time because I don't know what to do. Um, I'll be very, very honest. When this happened initially, I just didn't want to exist. I wanted, I googled, this is, my husband will kill me. I googled, is it possible to just leave your body for good? Like, just separate your soul from your physical body and leave earth. That's I just that's how I felt. I didn't want to be here anymore if I can't have a relationship with her and if she feels that if I'm that low of a person to her, I didn't want to exist anymore because I She's one of the main reasons I exist in this this world uh, on this physical plane. I've been through some really crappy things in my life and being her mom and needing, she needing me and our relationship has got me through a lot of those things because I had no choice. I had no choice then to pick myself up and move the hell on because I had this little girl to take care of. And now I don't, she doesn't, she doesn't want anything to do with me. And she was the one person the one person in this entire world that I trusted with everything. Um, I love my husband. He is my soulmate. But if for some reason he left me, if we, he decided he didn't want to be with anymore, it would tear me apart. But I would still have Maddie and our relationship that's always been, I don't want to call it a safety net. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But I always felt like no matter what happens in my life, we have each other. Like, she has me and I have her. 
It's like a stupid Grey's Anatomy thing. She's my person. Or I thought she was. And I thought that's what I was to her. We've always joked about that. <laughs> um, but it's finding out that that's not how it is and hearing the things that she had to say with the coldest face <laughs> maybe really I don't know I just I feel shattered and it made me look at who I am and what I like if there's anything I could have done better the things that she accused me of I, I don't know where they came from I don't know <laughs> It seemed pretty coached. I don't know if this is all some elaborate thing so that she could go live near her boyfriend or live in her boyfriend's home. I don't know. I'm guessing that's what it is because this is completely out of character to her. I'm sorry. My nose is running. Um. So, yeah. So, that's what's going on. That's why I've been kind of absent. It's why I needed a break from social media my husband has been very supportive. He's worried about me. He's has been amazing. He brings me chocolate and I know it's not good for me, but I love the new Dr. Pepper cream sodas. <laughs> so he bought me like this huge case of them <laughs> so that I have my comfort uh, drink. <laughs> I don't drink alcohol. I, I don't do any of that. So I thought at first I kind of craved a little bit of it, um, but that has passed. I've been meditating more. I've been trying to do the things that I would tell someone else to do. I've been journaling and meditating and trying to do physical activity to release um, my emotions physically. Um, I thought... I was doing okay, but I think I was just avoiding thinking about it until this morning. This morning, I had to go into her room to water those plants, and I saw how much she took and that she's not planning on coming back. Um, we initially told her that she needs to come back once every 10 days minimum so that I can check on her physical condition so I can make sure that she's safe. Um, and I'll miss her. Like, I can't imagine 10 days without her. I have not spent 10 days without her. Ever. She's almost 18. For 18 years of my life, she has been um, my number one supporter. My number one priority over everything. And I don't know who the fuck I am now that she doesn't want me like that anymore. <laughs> So anyway, I went in there and I watered her plants. She has a new sprout in something that she planted in there. I don't know what it is. I guess that will be a surprise for me. I look in there and there are crystals in each of her plants. And little bits of me in there like that. And that just broke the fact that she left all that behind. <laughs> I don't know why that affected me so much, but it did. She took, you know, her poetry books that she loves, and she took all of her clothes and her shoes. I get that. 
And she did take some of the crystals. I did notice some of them. I had, had, she did take some. But she left her plants, which she loves her plants. And I don't know how to take that. Did she leave her plants? Because the plants and the crystals remind her of me and she didn't want to bring any part of me to her new space. Or did she leave them because she's going to come back? And I realized that she's, like, even if this wouldn't have happened, she's going, she was going to leave and start her own life eventually, like, this summer. And I was fully prepared for that. I was fully prepared for me to do the regular mom thing and cry when we move her into her first apartment and be sad and depressed when I had to come home without her. But I thought it was going to be exciting for her. I was so excited for her to start her life because I know how it feels because her and I are so similar. I know how that feels living in this area and finally getting the chance to leave. It's it's liberating and exciting and amazing. And that I was prepared for. I was not prepared for this. I'm not telling you any of this to get sympathy. I'm telling you all of this so that one, I've always told you that I try to live my life and this podcast as openly as possible so that I'm an example of transparency and authenticity. And I want you to understand that while people may seem quote unquote fine or happy on the outside, there's going to always be some major shit going on in their life and it doesn't matter who you are or what status you are or what religion or faith or belief system or sex or gender or sexual preference you are shit happens in our life that sucks so here i sit i am on my second pot of coffee yes i said pot of coffee <laughs> I'm not sleeping. I haven't slept for a couple weeks, more than a couple hours a night. I have been dreaming that I'm sitting on train tracks and a train is coming and I can't get off the tracks and then I always wake up before the train hits me. I've been dreaming this and like it'll just, this visualization will pop in my head randomly throughout the day. I don't know. It's at least two weeks. This is what, this is what I've been dreaming about and I felt like this impending train crash <laughs> of my life coming at me and I did not I thought it ha might have something to do with me and Brad or that we'll have some kind of thing happen with my dad because that's always a possibility um that I thought that was the drama that was coming I had no idea it was her I mean I think maybe subconsciously I did but it's not something I want to believe. <laughs> so, I'm sitting here in a very quiet home. There's no, like by now, 8.20, I should, it's eight, almost 8.30 on a Sunday. I should be hearing her in her room tossing her cat out the door because it's awake and bothering her and she wants to sleep in. I should hear 
the window open because she likes to have fresh air in there in the morning. I should hear just general moving around in that room for at least, at least by now. And then she'd sleep in till like 1030 and get up and walk to go get coffee because we just, we're coffee drinkers and let her dog out to go to the bathroom. Um, she would wash her face and put on her, her face creams and all that stuff that I got her and we'd sit down and drink coffee together. That's what our mornings looked like. And now my mornings are super quiet, which I do enjoy the quiet. I am an introvert and I love the quiet, but it's like a dead quiet. It's uncomfortable. I don't, I'm finding myself uncomfortable in my own presence. Like, I think about what she said and wonder if I am a bad mom. Like, all of us parents do shit that is not, we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody raises a child perfectly. We all, we all, it's, it's a learning, learning curve. It, it always is. It doesn't matter if you've had five kids or one kid because each kid is different. So I'm sitting here wondering what I did wrong, what I did right. It, it can't, I can't help it. I'm just wondering, am I too, she said I'm too critical. I'm too, all, I'm too all kinds of things according to her. And it's made me look at my life and go, well, am I? Did I do those things that I, I, I hate that it, if I made her feel less than ever, like I hate myself for it. I don't know. I have no idea. None of these questions have been answered for me. I know that this is going to be a long, fun road. <laughs> mean fun sarcastically um but hopefully some therapy will help us I told her that therapy is for her but in a month or two that it needs to be for us so we need to be able to have joint sessions and she did agree to that so that's good um so that's where I'm at that's the only plan I have I have therapy and she has therapy and hopefully we'll end up having therapy together um, so we can figure out what the hell's going on and how to fix it or at least how to move on. I don't believe things are fixed. I think moving on, um, it just need, we need a plan. We need some kind of structure or guidance on how to move forward from this because my house, my home, my family has been destroyed. And I can't help but really freaking hate his parents, mainly the mother, for this. Like, I have a lot of rage and a lot of anger directed toward her. And that's why I have not called her. Because I want to be able to be calm and logical and get my words out the way I want to. And right now, I'm sure it'll just be a bunch of spews of profanity. And I don't need any more drama and that would create more so so that's where I'm at sitting on my couch in my unicorn blanket drinking coffee out of my Stanley Motel um red rum cup <laughs> yep 
some of the worst things that have been kind of haunting me is that she mentioned that she's embarrassed of me because I have blue hair, I'm a witch, and I'm bisexual. And she didn't want his parents to find out or her new friends down there to find out about me either. And that phrase has haunted me. Like, I don't have to have blue hair. I don't have to be out of the closet as far as broom closet or otherwise. I could have just lived a closeted life. And I feel really shitty that maybe I was feeling, maybe I'm selfish in living my life the way I do. I know that it affects my daughter. I know that it affects my husband. But I always ask, hey, is it okay if I do this or say that or I want to make sure that they're fully aware that I am, I want their input as far as how I do things and how much I tell the public about our lives. And I did not, and I've always asked her, hey, is this okay? I mean, she's came on the podcast before and everything's fine until this, this family stepped in, but she says that she's embarrassed of me and that fucking hurt. I had to walk out of the room and go in my room when that happened because I, I, (laughs) I've never had anybody hurt me like that before. Um, she said the way it sounded, I guess we were talking about, I said something about the podcast and Um, some people messaging me about me being bisexual and she's like, that's when it come up. She's like, oh my God, I cannot believe you did that. Like, I don't want people finding out my mom is a blue haired bisexual witch. And I know those words are probably put in her mouth by this family. I, God, and I I don't want to hate it, but I, it makes me super salty about organized religion right now because if they weren't so goddamn judgy, this wouldn't be a thing. They wouldn't have put these thoughts in her head. And I know this is a test of some fucking sort as far as the universe goes. I knew this was coming. I knew something big was coming. I just didn't know what. I guess this is one of her lessons to learn, um, too. So anyway, that's my life right now. (laughs) I've had a lot of people message me saying, hey, I emailed you. I just wanted to make sure that you got my emails. I have been trying really hard to get everybody's emails and messages and texts, um, returned. I'm just super slow. I want to make sure I authentically answer everybody's questions and I've been super distracted. Um, so that if you're wondering, I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not trying to ignore you. I just have had a lot to process and I still am processing this morning. Like I did yesterday, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be as bad. I'll be fine. Um, I spent the day doing things with my husband. I cleaned out my horse trailer and some tack and and, um, talked horses with friends online, and then this morning hit, and I think I've just been avoiding feeling the feelings, because I don't, I don't fucking want to, and that's part of who I am. It's one of my flaws, in that I can just flip the switch and not feel anything, and it's not productive, because eventually 
you need to feel something and when you do it's way worse and that is where I'm at right now. I think I just kind of shut off for a couple days because I was overwhelmed and didn't want to deal with it. And this morning, I evidently, I, I must subconsciously feel like I need to deal with this shit. So I decided after I got off the floor of her room and I came in here, I decided I'm a podcast. I'm going to use the time to basically do a podcast diary entry, I guess, because I don't, I don't, I had some subjects lined up for the episode this week, and I don't feel like I can properly deliver them to you at the moment. I don't feel like my energy is into teaching or instructing or giving any advice at this moment because I'm I don't even know what to do with myself right now. So, this is like a Dear Diary <laughs> episode. Um, yeah. So, some things that I'm doing. I'm going to take a, a, a ritual bath today. Um, I found a beautiful spell in one of my um, witchcraft spell books. And it's basically uh, a ritual bath to wash off any, um, any residue energetically from arguments or conflict, um, or words that hurt. Um, it's a, it's a ritual bath basically to let go of that stuff. So I'm going to do that today. Um, if you guys want, um, the, uh, if you guys want that ritual, I can put it in our group. Uh, I am going to, to, to smoke clear my home today. I feel like I need to clean the carpets. I don't know why. So I'm probably going to do that in the next day or so. I just feel like I need to clean and get all of the home. Um, I feel like it's absorbed a lot of crappy emotion lately. So I'm hoping that I feel up to it tomorrow. Um, but I definitely am going to go probably wash my walls and everything with Florida water, probably some rue in there with it, some hydron uh, floor wash for my kitchens and all my tile. I even sprinkle that on my carpet. So I'm probably going to do all of the things this week to cleanse and renew. And I think that will help me cleanse and renew in, in the process. So magically witchcraft wise that's what I I plan on doing I am going to do a couple spells uh for myself uh, to help me process these emotions um I'm going to reach out to uh, a deity to help me in this time um I'll be working with Lilith to help me know how I'm supposed to deal with this and to help me process the emotions and what I can do to come kind of transmute this shitty situation into something better. So I am going to work with her this week. I am going to redo my altar. I am going to clean all of my magical tools uh, energetically and physically. I just feel like doing that stuff, even like just going and washing my bedding, things like that, is like I've been very, very pulled to do all of the cleaning and on all different levels. So that's what I plan on doing. 
I also am participating in Rena Dwelly's class. She has a tarot, intuitive tarot reading class that I am enrolled in, and some other WW Coven members are enrolled in. She will be doing this again at some point, so if you missed out and didn't get enrolled, just stay tuned and we'll definitely announce that if she does it again. I want to thank her very much. This is a very timely, <laughs> much-needed dis- distraction for me, and I'm very excited um, to learn how she, like, her, learn her perspective on how to read tarot. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I want to thank my sponsors. Thank Rena uh, Dwelly and Brandy Burrow and Shelly Leggett. They are not only my sponsors for this podcast, but very dear friends and they have really helped support me through this. I want to thank Taryn. Taryn is my best friend in the whole entire world and you know I know that without her I would have less of a life so I want to thank her so very much for being there for me even when I'm wrong (laughs) or when I'm when I know that I probably did the wrong thing she always is there to support me and go it is what it is. Let's, you know, let's move forward. Let's, she supports me. She lets me know that I am loved and valued no matter what. And I appreciate that. That's something not everybody gets in a, in this, in one lifetime. And I have that. And I am very, very grateful. I'm grateful for my husband. He's like been doting on me and Um, I'm pretty sure I got him talked into fluffy cows, fluffy miniature cows. Um, so being the Gemini I am, I may ride that, um, wave of energy for as long as I can. I managed (laughs) to, um, get a pony. Literally, I, I got a pony out of this. (laughs) It sounds, I'm, this sounds like I'm a spoiled asshole. Um, we did sell some things in order for me to get this pony, (laughs) um, but I got a fell pony mare. This is like a black fairy tale pony. It's not very big, just big enough for me to ride. <laughs> um, I've always wanted one. Um, and he was like, do you want miniature fluffy cows? I'm like, yes. And he's like, well, we can talk about that. So, um, <laughs> we sold, uh, we recently sold some land. So, it's not like I, I, I'm rolling in the dough, dudes, because I'm not at all. Um, we usually don't buy anything for ourselves unless we have like anything extra like that unless we have sold something um i have a lot of guilt around spending money so that's probably why i'm trying to explain myself i feel like if i say that i bought a pony that makes me a spoiled asshole <laughs> but i had to sell shit to get my my fairy tale pony and what's really cool about this this horse is that two years ago, I was on this woman's Facebook page. Because she had zebras and me being an animal freak, I was like, zebras? I want a zebra. Anyway, I got on there and I was looking at her posts about zebras and I saw that she raised fell ponies. Now, these come from like the UK originally. Anyway, they look like tiny little like oh god, they're black and they have like the big hair on their feet. Anyway, so I saw a video of these two fillies, which is a a female, a young female horse for those of you not um, horse people. And they were like running around in a field and one of them in particularly, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember seeing her move and I was like, that is a dream horse. And I commented on the video and I said, 
will she ever be for sale? And, and the lady was like, you know, yes, eventually they will be. And I commented, I, that is my dream horse. I hope someday I can have one and convince the, my husband that I need a fuzzy little pony in my, in my pasture. Anyway, fast forward to now. Um, I've been searching because I'm older and I don't, I ride huge horses. Like the horses I ride right now, like Dutch, the one you guys will see the gray one on social media, he's huge and I love him dearly. Eventually he's going to need to get retired. He's on the older end of the spectrum. Um, and then my other horse that's huge that I was riding ended up having a genetic, a genetic disease and now I can't ride him. So he's just my fun, um, I I trick train him instead. So anyway, I wanted a shorter horse and so I started kind of looking around and I remembered, hey, this woman had fell ponies and that's the perfect size for me and I wonder if she has any for sale. And she, she and I started talking and she sent me pictures and I fell in love with this mare that she has for sale and I was like, okay, done deal. So it was done and I'm like, wait, what is her name? I just, I didn't even know her name. I felt in my heart that this was like the right thing to do. I didn't even think about what is her name. <laughs> Anyway, it was the same, her name is Ivy, it is the same filly that two years ago I told her that I, that would be my dream horse and I wished that someday I could have her, or have one, a fell pony. So I thought it was very serendipitous that this pony (laughs) comes into my life after two years of, you know, two years ago I wanted, you know, I, I felt so strongly that I wanted her. I remember I let it go because two years ago, um... I just didn't need another horse. And I, you know, what need and want, it's kind of, when you're a crazy horse person, that's kind of the same thing. <laughs> um, anyway, I have this beautiful new partner that will be joining our family very shortly, as soon as I am, it's okay for, to, for us to like travel. She's not very far away, but it's still, I don't, I don't want to be driving all over Nebraska, um, dragging any kind of disease back here. No COVID in this house, right? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to be responsible as far as our community and so right now I don't feel like it's responsible for me to travel um, because we're still getting we're still peaking here in Nebraska I believe as far as the stupid virus goes so even though they're trying to open things back up I I will probably be on the more cautious end and stay at home I'm sick of it this is week 11 I think or 12 I don't fucking know at this point but anyway I got a pony and maybe gonna get some fluffy cows. Um, they're called Miniature Highland and if you look them up, look, just Google Miniature Highland cattle or, or calves, baby cow, whatever you want to freaking, uh, Google, but they're so adorable. So anyway, I may be working on one of those, (laughs) um, soon. Uh, anyway, I... I'm so sorry that I didn't have anything instructional or witchcraft related, but this is my life and I, I really want to live it transparently for you because not everybody can and I, um, I can and that's not bad if you can't, but I think it's good to have an example of what, what it looks like to be a witch in modern society and what specifically my take on it, my my expertise or my experience is living openly as a witch in a very conservative area of the the United States. So, because that's why I wanted to do this podcast and 
the theme and the direction I always felt like it should stay. That is why today you get a Dear Diary uh, entry, basically. And I want to point out again, I'm not doing this for sympathy. All parents go through shitty stuff. And this kind of thing, I think, especially for older teenagers ready to leave the house, this happens a shitload. So if you have had this happen or anything close to have, have this happen to you, I, I just want to give you a giant hug um, because part of me will never heal from this. It's going to be, I feel like I have a soul wound um, and that's okay. It is what it is. Um, I'll move forward. Maddie and I will move forward. Our family will fix itself at some point. Um, but I wanted to share. Like, it's not all midnight margaritas and, you know, fun times. Um, my choices have led, I'm sure, influenced her decision and her choice of words and the things that she's choosing to focus on right now as a reason or justification for her to move out. And that's why I'm trying to think of it black and white so that I don't get too caught up in the whys and all that. So anyway, I hope you guys are healthy and happy and enjoyed Beltane. I didn't have the Beltane that I thought I was going to have. Um, I meditated, I lit a candle, and that's about all I did because I really didn't have any, <laughs> any motivation to do much more than that. So I may, in the next day or so, set up a little outside uh, fire pit thing and just sit around some fire and focus on Beltane's meaning and this, this turn of the wheel and what it means you know, to the earth and to, to me as a pagan witch and to me as a human, like what does this turn of the wheel mean for humans and the season and, and all that jazz. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to go make another cup or another pot of coffee probably so that I can function, do some yoga. Um, I love lifting weights, so I'm pouring myself into weights lately. Uh, if anybody has any suggestions, I would love to hear them as to how get how to get through this. If you have gone through something similar, I would love to know what you did and what worked, what didn't. Um, I love you guys so damn much. Um, without this podcast, I would have a harder time dealing with the things in my life that I have because I am able to express them. My Gemini self needs to get this shit out and talk about it. So I appreciate you guys for listening and I love you. And I guess that's it. So until next time, stay witchy. Bye-bye.